Welcome to the Dynasty Nerds Fantasy Football Podcast, where we discuss dynasty strategy, rankings, and all things NFL. So get ready to geek out on fantasy football with your host, Rich Dodson. And welcome to the Dynasty Nerds Fantasy Football Podcast. I am your host, Rich Dodson, here with my fellow nerds, Matt O'Hara. Hey, hey. And Garrett Price. How's it going? I pretty good. I just tore my ACL talking about that. But, you know, a little too long of an hand. I tear an ACL. No big deal. No big deal. I know a good doctor. Yep. We're all good. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, it's not good. You're starting lineup. Ish. Oof. We have a lot to cover over mm. these next two episodes. We have some uh, some new segments. Nerd episode. We're going to do five minutes of analytics. Ooh. Yeah, it's my, new rap. it's my new rap song, too. Nice. You like that? <laughs> I do. Yeah, thank you so much. Uh, we got a lot to talk about. Dynasty. Dynasty. Injuries and where do we go from here? Well, it's week two. It is, and uh, everything just got exploded. Guess what? The season's team. not stopped. This is—you never know. Tino is on top one minute, can be on the bottom the next. All it takes is a couple of injuries, and hey, look at me—I got Christian McCaffrey and Saquon Barkley. My team's unstoppable. Week three. Oh man, I scored twelve points. <laughs> but before we get all into all this greatness. One word from our sponsor. That's my bookie. That's right. Unless you've been living under a rock, you know the NFL is back and NBA playoffs are in full swing, which can only mean one thing. It's a winning season at my bookie. I don't know about you guys, but for me, a game is 10 times more exciting when I'm putting my money on it. Sometimes I have a gut feeling about a matchup and sometimes I just bend on my team because, well, they're my team. Go Browns, $1 million. <laughs> New it was Lock City. Regardless, whether you've been betting for years or you're ready to play for the first time, my bookie is your best bet this season. With the biggest online selection of bets and props, they've made it simple to win and easy to withdraw your cash. Right now, they've got a $100,000 super contest for only a $10 entry, and they're giving away $5,000 in cash prizes every four weeks. You would be crazy not to invest in your sports knowledge with that kind of potential return on your investment. $10 to win thousands? Guys, sign me up. Mm. You too can sign up at my bookie. Just use that promo code NERDS and you can claim 100% deposit match all the way up to $1,000. That means if you put $100 in, they'll give you another $100 for free. It's that easy. Just jumpstart your bankroll right away with my bookie using that promo code NERDS. NFL, NBA, MLB, they've got it all on tap, and it's never too late to get started with your winning season exclusively at MyBookie. Check them out today. Use that promo code NERDS and double up your money. Stay away from where all the sharks are and get to MyBookie. Guys, we have so much to get into. ACLs galore. And worse, even like Corton Sutton, there's rumors they tore up more than his ACL. It said he tore up his knee. Tore up his knee. That's not good. No, last person that we heard about that was Rashad Penny, I think, tore up his knee, and he hasn't been seen since. But um, bad news. I mean, obviously, you know, he's gone for the season, uh, but luckily it was early in the season. So hopefully as long as it's not there's a bunch of extra surgery type of thing and swelling and infections, he should be back in time for the beginning of next year. For someone to take a big step forward, somebody who I thought you can give away a top three pick for uh, going into the season, it's, it's, it's just it's devastating. For him, you know, coming into it was supposed to be a big year. This young offense was supposed to gel. Now Drew locks out for a couple weeks. Great news for Jerry Judy, but not when I mean, is it really great news say, if Jeff Driscoll is throwing you the ball? That's that's the thing. I don't know that it's super great news at this point. It's that offense is gonna gonna be kind of gross, I think. Like I know Jeff Driscoll is a decent athlete. You know, he's not a he's not a terrible quarterback. He's played he's had some NFL time, but it's not what you envisioned at all. No, not not drafted. But they still have a sound running game with Phil Lindsay's out with turf toe too. He's, He's out as well. So yeah. it's good for Melvin Gordon. Melvin Gordon actually averaging over five yards per carry Ooh. for the first time in the history of Melvin Gordon's career, which is, I think since Wisconsin. <laughs> uh, so this is great news for Melvin. Noah Fant looks absolutely terrific in that offense as well as their number one weapon. KJ Hamler get a little bit more play to play that kind of like that Deshaun Jackson role to go down deep. And of course, Jerry Judy's route running's I mean, it's really second to none. Right. And I, and I think it, you know, obviously the, the Sutton injury in particular helps clear up 
things a little bit, you know, because there, there were so many weapons that it was kind of hard to judge where the ball was going to go to. Right. So now it looks like, I mean, obviously, you know, Drew Locke's gonna, not going to be throwing the ball for the next few weeks. But Driscoll, I think, at least was semi-competent and was able to support some some fantasy producers. So now you know that, that Fant's probably going to be the go-to guy, at least in the early on. Yeah, um, He looks like the most established guy. And then Jerry Judy will probably follow up and, and start picking up some of that slack as well going forward. What I loved about what I love about Fant so far through two weeks is his hands look really good. Yeah. I kind of went over that stat line yesterday where the top five tight ends were. I mean, obviously now Darren Waller's taking a massive step after catching 1,311 footballs uh, on Monday <laughs> Night Football. But for, you know, that that's a really good group. Noah Fant, TJ Hawkinson, George Kittle, Dallas Goddard, Darren Waller. Um, to go along with Travis Kelsey and Ertz is a little bit older tight ends. That's a really, I think that's a new tier. Evan Ingram to me has kind of taken a step back out of that tier. Right. I think even Hunter Henry um, right now until he gets locked in with Justin Herbert and what they're going to do out there in LA. I think Evan Ingram and Hunter Henry are in their own tier, which is like a foot in that first tier, but we still need to see a little bit more. Right. Out of that. And then, the, and then there were some surprise guys that kind of came out of the, out of nowhere this past week. I mean, obviously people, you know, we're expecting something from Gesicki, but he had a pretty big week. Monster and then, week. And then Dalton Schultz, the yep. guy that stepped in for Blake Jarwin, had a nice week. Drew Sample, you know, who you, no one expected anything really out of in this in this second year, had a, had a nice big week as well. Well, we mentioned Drew Sample not too long ago. I think it was like a couple months ago. Like, this guy's practically free, right. and possibly yep. in your waiver wires. What I really liked about Sample is, you know, obviously C.J. Ozuma goes down. Uh, he's out for the year, this ACL. I mean, if you if you can think Achilles. of every other player, Achilles, Achilles. Yep. is that what it was Which for is him? even worse, honestly. Yep. It is worse, actually. So for Drew Sample, is, what I liked about Drew Sample is like he looked really athletic. Like We thought he was going to be this just big block and tight end. It would be used kind of in a tight end role. But he looked pretty athletic out there on Thursday night foot football. Made that one really nice one-handed catch, too, like reaching out, extending for the ball. Right. I came pretty away impressed. After the game, I came, like I literally left. I was actually uh, at the game. And when I was walking out, when the, not only was I excited that the Browns were winning, like won, but one of the things in my head as I was walking back to my car was going, man, I was really impressed with Drew Sample. Like everything he did tonight on the field impressed me. This is like a great dynasty pickup slash buy. And then you get on Twitter the next day and everybody's like, ooh, Drew, Drew, Drew Sample's a buy. He's a sneaky buy low. You're like, oh, um, everybody's hip. Not yeah. a sneaky anymore. Not yeah. sneaky anymore. But it's the first thing that, like when I was leaving the game and I was excited about the Browns looking good, but like I was thinking about Drew Sample on the way home. Yeah, he was sneaky, you know, when we mentioned him two or three weeks ago, but now that he's, you know, seen the field and, and, and is in a role now Much where, less he's, sneaky. where he's going to be getting funneled. Yeah. That was two not, months ago. Not very sneaky. Yep. Yeah, so here, in, you got to remember, in Dynasty Fantasy Football, injury brings a, a lot of different things. I mean, in seasons, always crazy, right? This is where you acquire draft. This is the best time to acquire draft picks, best time to make trades, and we're well deep into it week two already. Like, we just... We just shook up. It's, it's middle of December. We didn't care. We took all our clothes. We dove into water. Is it cold? Is it freezing? We don't know. We don't know. Our nipples will only tell us, but we're going to fight. We don't care because in Dynasty, injuries bring out the, the movement, the shaking up the league, right? Mm -hmm. This is where the best deals are to be had. The best deal. And this is where the overpays are to be had because yep. opportunity meets, you know, a, a good price tag. Devontae Freeman, a, a bottom of the barrel kind of player just signs with the New York Giants and now he holds value again because he's going to be the guy there in New York. I kind of feel about that, like not overly excited because if Saquon Barkley can't do anything behind that line, what do we expect Devontae yeah. Freeman to do behind that line? Yeah, he didn't look he didn't look very good last year with the Falcons and you know he didn't have any training camp. So, I mean, we already have everyone had reduced training camp. He's had no training camp. Like, yeah, you have to expect it's going to take a little while for him to hopefully look halfway decent i concur man it's um, gonna take so a bit. if you can get anything for that guy um if somebody's jumping on that definitely make that move he i mean he's he's towards the end of his career he didn't look right like you said so um it's gonna be very it's gonna be very difficult to get a lot of production oh. that they got him exactly matt i have saquon barkley in the league that i went all in and matt has devontae freeman and i sent him a text i was like hey what's gonna take for uh devontae freeman he's like you don't have any draft picks. I'm like, I know. <laughs> he just wrote back. He's like, well, I'm interested in like Preston Williams, uh, 
Uh, it was like a it's a one quarterback league, so it was like, it was Daniel Jones, yeah, Preston Williams, Daniel Jones, and something. And I just I just looked at it and I didn't reply. And then like ten minutes later, he's like, "Well, just let me know." I'm like, "We'll do." Yeah. <laughs> but <laughs> moving he, on. but moving it was on it was the league that he went all in, and he and has he, no pieces to actually no, make a move for that exactly. kind of guy. I I had no expectations to actually get any of those guys, but those were the only guys on his team that I could see him parting with. And that I would take, you know, right. other than that, they, like he's got complete trash that I don't even want. Well, like I, thought, I'll just, I was I'll, thinking more of like a Keelan Cole. I'll get like a, <laughs> the guy that you just picked up off waiver wires last week. I didn't <laughs> not pick Keelan Cole. I've had Keelan Cole on my roster this entire time. If you remember right, if I, I talked Keelan Cole a, a month ago, like that guy could put together and make sure he can catch Absolutely. football. He's a very solid fantasy football he, player. He is. He's a hard worker. But what I'm trying to do in, in, especially in that league is unload guys like Devonte Freeman and pick up draft picks like that. Me and you are on complete opposite ends of the spectrum. Word. So I would rather, you know, if I'm not going to get one of those pieces, I'm just going to give them to one of your competitors and, <laughs> and get what I want. I hope he does well, which, I'm, exactly. told, which I'm totally okay with. Cause I hope they start that. I hope they start Devonte Freeman. It's, a so <laughs> it's, it's more of a depth thing, but when with injuries come, it's, it's what we're looking for. We're looking for key opportunities to buy and sell. We always say dynasty is kind of like the stock market. It's about buying and selling at the right time. And when these news hit of a guy like Devonte Freeman selling, people are like, Oh, Devonte Freeman selling. He's starting right away. He's going to be like signing, say, not selling. Yeah. Signing. His, Sign in New York. Uh, sold he's going to be kind of like Saquon Barkley. But no, it, it's not the case. Devontae Freeman's definitely a really good opportunity to sell. There's an opportunity you might be able to get a 21 second for him here. If you could do it and do a flip somehow and just move up in the draft for Devontae Freeman, he's definitely going to start off really slow. They still have Wayne Gallman there who they like. Deion Lewis got a ton of carries there. So I look at definitely to start being a running back committee. And does like we said, Devontae Freeman's not ready to go. Speaking of Saquon, tears his ACL. <sighs> devastating to so many leagues. I mean, if you have Saquon, you're most likely a contender because yep. you have Saquon. Or you were. <laughs> a couple of so, days ago. Well, yeah, exactly. I was telling Garrett, you know, oh, yeah, I have Christian McCaffrey and Saquon. I'm, I'm the number one team. Nobody could beat me. And then week three, you're like, yeah, I'm not I'm not doing anything whatsoever. Mm -hmm. So are we are we buying Saquon Barkley? Um, Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, if if this if this depresses his market, I mean, obviously you're not going to be able to use him this year, but he's still a very valuable asset. I think you know that line is young, it's, right? It, and and bad. There's a difference between like old crusty guys that just are terrible and they need to completely overhaul this thing. These guys just need to get a little bit of experience, um, and I think it is going to be a much better offensive line so, six months from now than it is now. So the biggest question here is going to be for the Barkley owners. So they're, they're listening here asking, okay. Who do I go after? You know, obviously it depends if a team's a contender or not contender because you're going to have to take a slight loss on here to get Barkley. You're going to take a running back that's not as good as Barkley, does not hold as much dynasty value, and go out there and trade. So would you trade Barkley for Jonathan Taylor straight up? I'd rather Jonathan Taylor. Than Barkley? Yep. Okay. Um. <laughs> <laughs> you'd rather you you seriously? straight up i would trade if somebody offered me jonathan taylor for saquon barkley today and and i'm have any well it wouldn't really matter what position i'm in because if i'm rebuild jonathan taylor is a great piece if i'm a contender i can win this year with jonathan taylor so i'll take the extra few years and not back-to-back -back years of pretty significant injuries huh. Matt? interesting well that's a that's a straight up you take jonathan taylor i don't know that i'm there with jonathan I'm, taylor i'm not there yet either uh, Clyde Edwards-Zelaire. I would take Clyde Edwards-Zelaire. Straight up. Yes. So, yeah, now that's where we differ. That That's closer for me, and I think that's just our preference on the player. I, I think it is. Yeah, um, absolutely. But I do I do think I would take Clyde Edwards-Zelaire. I think there's about four or five running backs I would take over Barkley right now. And it's the it's it's the it's for me, Clyde Edwards-Zelaire, it's the player, and it's the fit in the system, right. and it's a very explosive uh -huh. offense, and it's going to score a lot of fantasy points. It's, right? He's Alvin Kamara. A younger Alvin. That's what it is. He's Alvin Kamara in a better offense. He's. I think that's a a bad comparison because I think he's better in between the tackles than Alvin Kamara is. He's definitely better between the but that kind of like he's not Alvin Kamara. He's strictly a pass catch from running back. I right. mean, being five eight doesn't really help. But you know what? I mean? He's he's um he's a player that is not the best running back in the NFL, but in the perfect system for him.
that that's what he that sees. for that purposes, yes. That's how I should line up when I say Alvin Kamara. Because I've said it so many times on the podcast, I always say, is Alvin Kamara the best running back in the NFL? No, but he's in the perfect system for him for and scheme, concept. which makes him a top five fantasy run, football running back. Right. You know he's locked in and catching those footballs. Any running back that does that, it's fantastic. It's why I've been preaching Jarek McKinnon for two years, and the reason Jarek McKinnon has averaged had at least thirteen point four points in PPR leagues over the first two weeks of the season. Why? Well, because I've got crystal balls. <laughs> two balls, two years, no problem. So, Joe Mixon, Matt, Joe, Joe Mixon or Saquon Barkley? Oh. Right now, you have Saquon Barkley. Somebody, <laughs> hey, hey tell me you anything me. you know about him. Go. <laughs> Middle name, height, weight, girlfriend's name, six words, maiden name, six words. 228, uh, don't know, don't know. <laughs> so would, so Joe Mixon owner approaches you today. Hey, I'll give you Joe Mixon for Saquon Barkley. I am going to keep Saquon Barkley for that price. I'm going to keep Saquon. I'm going to keep Saquon too. Dalvin Cook. That's probably a little bit trickier. Um, if I'm if I'm going to win or if I'm trying to win this year, I'm, I'm going to make that move. And and it's I'm taking the hit. Because, you know, obviously long-term I'm taking the hit, but but for my success this year, I, I'll take Dalvin Cook. The hard part is I'm acquiring a running back that also has a history of injuries. Yeah, absolutely. And that's the, that's the part that's the struggle for me on this. Assuming health, I would do it. But that's a tough assumption with a guy like Dalvin it's a, Cook. It's a tough assumption for any. For any running back. Running right now, back. Yeah. yeah, it's. Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll stick with Matt. On that, if it's if it's a contender, I would. I wouldn't either. I would rather keep Saquon and Red on strip than Joe Mixon. I'm not, I like Joe Mixon. I don't love Joe Mixon. Yeah, you said Dalvin Cook. Dalvin Cook. Um, I would. Um, I would. I would hold Saquon because I'll take the two years. Either way. So the big thing here is also you got to remember, and I say this all the time on, on the podcast over the years. And reason why my rankings are set up a certain way, it's because I always say the running back is the most fluid position in mm-hmm. fantasy football, and nothing's guaranteed. And we're sitting here talking about Saquon Barkley, who had a fantastic rookie year, finished as a top tier fantasy football running back. Year two gets hurt, doesn't finish a running back one. Year three gets hurt, week two does will not finish as a running back one. One out of three years, he's a running back one. This guy is going to this season was a one-two overall dynasty player and 99.9% of dynasty people's rankings or dynasty dynasty rankings, right? Mm-hmm. So it's such a – this is why these running backs, if you can get younger, because honestly, it's the young guys that hardly ever get hurt. You know, Now, Saquon is young, mm-hmm. but it, it just – they hold up a little bit better. Here's a name for you, Josh Jacobs. Or Saquon. I knew this one was coming. <laughs> I would trade Saquon straight up for Josh Jacobs today. So would I. 100%. Not even feel bad about it. And I'll tell you this much, how much how, how good Josh Jacobs leave looks. If the guy want to bend me over right now, I'm like a contender, and he's like, listen, man, I want Saquon, and I want your third. I'd be like, here you go. You want me to sign that third for you? <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, I'm never going to let a third get in the way of a deal, so I wouldn't care about that either. But um, there was another interesting thing. I was listening to the radio the other day, and, and it was uh, it was NFL radio. I can't remember who was on the radio, but they were talking like they had had a conversation with um, the 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 judge, the the coach from uh, Joe Judge, Joe Judge. Thank you from the Giants, and I guess he had some concerns about uh, Saquon's ability or not ability, but his willingness to pass protect, hmm. and about how that's kind of become like an issue. And if that's going to be an issue, I mean, the guy has all the talent in the world. He could do it, but it sounds like he's just not 100% willing to get in there and get dirty and do it. I haven't seen this on tape, but it was something that he brought up specifically after having talked with the coach. And and that's a little bit worrisome because if, you, if you're if you not willing yeah. to do that, you're not going to be in on those passing situations. And that, that somewhat is going to limit his... Um, you know, his, his upside a, a little bit going forward, you know, top that on top of all the injuries the past couple of years, th- this could be a slight little depression in his value. I wouldn't have any problem taking Josh Jacobs and giving a third if I needed to, to get that, that deal done. So is, so we, you say Jonathan Taylor, mm-hmm. we say Clyde Edwards a I would listen to Jonathan Taylor, but I feel like I'd want to get it a little bit more back. Cause I think Jonathan Taylor is a fantastic running back. That's not the case here at all. And he's being, the one thing here is what I'm somewhat worried about, Jonathan Taylor. The only thing, again, my question mark would be is, yeah, he's being used in a passing game now, but it's Philip Rivers' MO to 
Pepper, the, yeah. Pepper the, the running back. Will that continue? You know what I mean? That's sure. that's a question too. So for me, you know, Saquon is only 23 years old, but there is major concern here that he's in two out of three years not finishing as a running back one. That's a the good news is it's a clean ACL tear. He'll be more than ready to go by honestly probably ready to go come like March. You know, like he'll be right. he'll be feeling good. He'll be here for OTAs, mini camp, all that. So it should be good to go. So are you using this time right now? So if you're a Barkley owner, are you holding sh- are you holding tight? Or are you just looking listen like listen, this is two out of three years. I'm getting out. I'm not I can't risk you're you're not that juice isn't worth the squeeze for what your value is as a number two overall dynasty player. I already moved down my dynasty ranks a little bit now already, bumped Zeke ahead of them and a couple others. And I honestly feel like I need to move them down a little bit farther personally. Me myself saying that, sure. I will say I'm not I'm not quite ready to uh abandon ship on Saquon. No. But I do think uh He's definitely entered that hashtag two to three year window where he he's not that upper tier echelon running back that I can hold on to five years. I feel comfortable holding on to. He's not that kind of running back yet. I think I ride him into next year. And then once he comes back healthy, he'll be prime, prime point getter. I think I'd rather take that return. You know, like then because a, a, a prime Saquon. At his finest, you can get Jonathan Taylor plus. Mm-hmm. You can get Clyde Edwards Alaire plus. So I might start venturing into that. Like, okay, what other good young running back can I get by three years or two years? Maybe it's Travis Etienne and plus and start going that route. But these running backs that start getting hurt every single year, that that starts to worry me way too much to hold on to as a as a top five dynasty startup value at that position. Again, it's the only thing that holds true. These dynasty wide receiver ones. Year in, year out, produced. These running backs are such a gamble. Christian McCaffrey, and it doesn't it's not his fault. Just injuries happen to running backs too much. I mean, Christian McCaffrey, high ankle sprain, four to six weeks. That's half the year. That's half the fantasy football season. Yeah, it's it, it sucks. And I mean, at this point, Christian McCaffrey has literally never missed a game in his career. Like he has had a clean bill of health the entire time. Like people are even joking about like, has this dude ever even missed a practice? I'm not sure he's even missed a practice before. So, I mean, he's, he's always been good to go. And he even said in his one press conference, uh, via zoom, cause everything's via zoom right now. But, uh, they, you know, when he was talking about it, he was like, you know, I'm going to take this on. And, and like, my goal is to, to beat this timeline. And so, you know, somebody that is in, as good of shape as he is in the prime of career, his career, like he is, it would not shock me if, you know, week five, we see him back on the field or something like that. I agree. I think it's a four week hiatus at the most for him. Cause it's how tough, it's how good of shape he is. And for him, it's a high ankle sprain. So it's not end of the world. It's not a PCL. Right. <laughs> right. Just, right. Mm-hmm. It's a high ankle. Christian McCaffrey coming back. Um, that that's good news. Some other players are not coming back. Paris Campbell, not coming back back to back year. This, well, you know, it's it might just be the short term IR. Yeah, it's a PCL. But they um, did say indefinitely, and the reports are it's uh, the insider saying they would not be shocked if it was an entire year. It's a PCL sure. and MCL strain. Yeah, we'll 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 see what happens. So, but they haven't like officially called him out for the season yet. Drew but Lock, it doesn't look good either way. Drew Lock out three to six weeks. Raheem Mostert sprained MCL, unlikely to play in week three. Uh, should be back soon. On top of that, Tevin Coleman is hurt as well. Guys, Jerick McKinnon's getting all of the carries. Jerick McKinnon and, uh, you know, they're going to wrap him in bubble wrap. Please. <laughs> yeah. So it's it, so it's Jerick McKinnon, um, Jeff Wilson, right? Jeff and Wilson. Michael Hasey. And Jamichael Hasey will probably get bumped up from the practice squad, I would imagine. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, if, if he's available, he's probably worth an ad uh, sure. right now, um, Hasty. Uh, yeah, because Coleman's out for like multiple weeks yeah i think i have it on here as well well i mean i think we we called we kind of called that right there was only a matter of time before tevin coleman kind of got nicked up or just turned into a complete turd that you wanted to flush so here here and he wasn't he wasn't playing great either he had like 12 carries for 14 yards or something like that like he had he had not played well this game either it was clear jared mckinn's the number two Mm -hmm. three moster and sucks room hoster Looks at look oh, absolutely he fantastic. fantastic. He, he broke an, he broke another record for speed. He was like twenty three point one miles yeah. per hour was his top end speed or something. On, on the Dude, one pro- probably underranked in Dynasty. Yeah. Probably. Um, Sterling Shepard turf toe questionable, but probably two to four weeks. Malcolm Brown broke his pinky, but he's in probably play because he, he had, had surgery. As on I it. say, he had surgery on it, right? So that. Yep. But his opposite, who's not looked 
I mean, he's just looked okay as Cam Akers. Separated rib cartilage. He's questionable, but he ain't going to play. That's like a, sure. That's so. like a pain tolerance type of thing. So, that, I mean, it, he'll sit out this week. He'll probably sit out this week and then get ejected. And as soon as he like went that. down, I saw it. I was like, dude, he landed right in football, and the way he came up and holding that, I was like, dude, he broke his rib. Like, yeah. he's he's missing and a week. surprisingly, Henderson actually looked pretty good in, in their absence. Got a big boost to my dynasty rankings. Big number one claim. Dude, he actually for the, he burst speed. Well, he's finally healthy. I mean that was a big thing. He's 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 not been healthy much so far. So, he, uh, you you worry about those running backs that are always nicked up. He is does seem to be one of those guys. But this this backfield is wide open. Like I was say, Xavier Jones is on this roster. As Xavier well. Jones. He actually ended up being the tenth rated running back in our nerd score. Guy that we really liked his tape. Went undrafted, but, uh, but stuck. He was on the active. But roster. he stuck. He made the he made the the fifty three man roster, which was kind of a surprise out of camp because mm-hmm. they ended up cutting a, a couple other guys that people really liked. I have Xavier Jones everywhere. Yep. I was drafting. People were like, oh. not everywhere because I haven't been one of the leagues. Everywhere. Um, to me, so Daryl Henderson, he did look good in that game, but I'm still going to go back to my uh, college, uh, you know, coming out of Memphis, his, his, his tape then. Like, I wasn't overly excited as everybody else in the community was. I thought he was really one-dimensional, which is fine to be that one-cut north-south runner, and that's what he looked well doing mm-hmm. for L.A. Do you think now with all these injuries, Daryl Henderson – is a great sell. I would have no problem selling him. I wouldn't have a problem selling him either, but I'm not that attached to him to begin with. So, like, uh, so you have, you have Daryl Henderson's on your roster. Somebody's like, "Hey, I'll give you 21 second for Daryl Henderson." Yep. Are you jumping in right away? Well, most years, yes. This is this is a really interesting year. Like any and all running back depth this year is a premium. So, like, if I'm going to sell a running back of any value, I probably want you to overpay to get it because. There are teams that are literally having to trot out like, oh man, like my RB one right now is Damian Harris. Hopefully, it gets off the IR soon. Like <laughs> you know, like it's it's bad. It's it's bad out there for some teams. It really is bad. Um, I wouldn't have a problem taking a second though, personally. Uh, I, I, you know, that's likely what you had to pay for him. Um, mm-hmm. So it's you're at least getting it back and and getting another shot at I think at a good player. Yeah, I would take a second immediately for Daryl Henderson because you still have to remember they still have Malcolm Brown who's coming yep. back. This week, who does not have the pinky? Cam uh, Akers. He back. doesn't have a pinky. No, no, cut it off. He pulled a Ronnie Lot, man. He's like, get rid of it. So he tough time holding on to that ball. Like, I, I, I just think he's a real like hot name right now, like just sure. in, in the Twitterverse and in the dice community, where you can jump on that and get a twenty-one second. They drafted Cam Akers. They have Malcolm Brown there. Like I said, they have Xavier Jones. I think this is this falls perfectly in that window of like, ooh, I can get something yeah. for somebody who's who to me is clearly not in the plans they long just, term it's just a, even the coach staff just a guy right they kept it they kept xavier jones yep. and they loved him a ton they just cut three backs they still have malcolm brown who they're using as the main guy even right. over the guy they took in the second round cam makers who they took over jk dobbins which is silly um yep so to me i think this is a he falls in the category of like ooh, so hold not, not not of like ooh, let's see what he can do or hold immediate sell this week it, it's just hilarious to me i don't understand like the 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 plan there because they spent they spend back to back years like high round picks on running backs and neither one of them have been super impressive but what they needed to make any running back look good was offensive linemen why did you not spend all that on offensive linemen and then just let Malcolm Brown who you had the whole time do this like it, it's just a weird philosophy of what they were trying to do in the draft for me it is I mean. You'll 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 see that, and you'll see. I think it's it's one of those things where you you kind of miss, you swing and miss once, and then you try to come back and kind of patch patch what you did over here right. with another player at the same position. But but really, what needs to be done is is the things around them need to be addressed and kind of you know build up the player through coaching a little bit. You know, so right. uh, we'll see, man. Um, you, you see it all the time in like places like New England. They just seem to keep drafting wide receivers and wide receivers yeah, they can't and, get that position they just, right they can't seem to get that one right although Nikhil harry uh, you know it looks like he's kind of turning it up a little bit this uh this past week took it that bum tom brady out of there and then you got you bring in a stud <laughs> Cam Newton who consistently finishes a top five fantasy quarterback then you're you're golden you're golden yeah absolutely cam looks great mm-hmm. it does yeah he's only making a million bucks 
Oh, but he looks like a million bucks. He looks like a million dollars. <laughs> um, Devontae Adams, hamstring, but he's going to play. Jimmy Graham, Jimmy Garoppolo, I mean, he's week to week with the ankle sprain. Chris Godwin, he's back from concussion protocol. Brashad Perriman, he's week to week with an ankle injury. Kenny Galladay expected to play in week three. Who did the 49ers play this past week? The Jets. And they have to go back to MetLife to play the Giants this week. They stayed, didn't they? They stayed. Yeah. And the issue was potentially that turf. That's what they kept complaining about was the turf there. And they have to go back and play on that same turf this week. The t- the turf, whenever they first built that stadium, there were people getting all sorts of ACL tears. And so the turf has been an issue for like the past four or five years, I feel like. Why the hell haven't they changed the turf there? I don't know, but the Browns play there in back-to-back weeks, too. And come in December, and they better keep my keep their filthy turf off my ACLs of Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt and Baker and the rest of my loves. Jeez, oh man! So that's it with the injuries this week. Hopefully, everybody come out of this week three uh, healthy and stay and stay and keep going right because we said in the beginning of the year like this could be a war of nutrition or of a war of attrition. <laughs> yeah, Either way, uh, I mean, attrition. if you want to like be eating healthy, if you don't eat healthy, eat your vegetables, you know, it's a war of nutrition or it could be a war of attrition, whatever that word wants Either to mean way. as well. I don't know. I'm not a walking, talking dictionary, exactly. so I can't tell you. But we said beforehand, I loaded up on a lot of rosters. I was a contender because I was worried about this happening. I need depth and a lot of depth. I want to be, I want to go as deep as I could possibly go. You know, I mean, I'm trying to, I'm trying to satisfy me and my dynasty team at the same you time. You tell them, John Holmes. You got that right. Mm-hmm. And see, take John Holmes divided by eighteen. And I'm there. <laughs> yeah, they were there. So, um, but yeah, no, honestly, but we did say it. I mean, we were worried more so about the COVID lists and and these kind of outbreaks. But same, I mean, same thing uh, can be applied to all these injuries with the shortened off season as well. Yeah, uh, when these guys go, they go hard. They go. Real hard, John Holmes. So you get you know, full speed, soft tissues. Soft tissue issues mm. and some ligament tears. Matt, how about a word from one of our sponsors? Mm. Speaking of John Holmes, don't be a 70s porn star and clean yourself up a little bit. Just because you've been in quarantine doesn't give you an a- excuse to have an afro down below, right? Absolutely. Clean yourself up. Bon Sinap Bush. Football season is upon us, and due to quarantine, it's possible you can have Zeke's haircut in your pants. That's why our partners at Manscaped have partners to make sure you don't gamble on shaving down below the same way you gamble on football as a backup quarterback's ACL, because that's the only one we know for sure is probably safe at this point unless you're Taysom Hill. They offer the Lawnmower 3.0, which is the best hygiene tool for modern man. Because of their ceramic blade and skin-safe technology, your nicks and snags will be reduced. This is the perfect protection needed for your franchise quarterback. Listen, Thanksgiving's coming up. Halloween's coming up. You might want to wear one of those sexy man outfits, right? You don't need you don't need that stuff going on down there, right? Mm-hmm. What if you want to wear a uh, Speedo? Right. Yeah. You got to clean that area up. That's yeah. a very normal costume. It's a very, I don't know what you go for Halloween, but I go, if it's guy in a Speedo. It all starts yeah. with a Speedo. Like for me, that's that's the beginning. Like I got my Speedo. Where do I go from here? Classic costumes, you know, sexy nurse, guy in a Speedo every Halloween. Oh, dude. He's I, usually a cowboy with a Speedo and a vest. <laughs> there that's it is. What about the year I went as Superman who only remembered his cape in his Speedo and forgot the blue jumpsuit with an S on it? That yep. was me one year. That was him. That's how I base it. Couldn't do that without my manscaped. 3.0. It's fantastic. That last one was before the Manscaped. It was bad. <laughs> <laughs> the, the perfect package 3.0 comes with a new and improved lawnmower performance boxer briefs and a travel bag for you to use when we're done quarantining and some other liquid formulations like the Crop Preserver and the Crop Reviver. I have both those. Love them. I, won't lo- I don't even let you, let you know what the lady thinks. I, I don't want to know. Nope, she loves them too. That's personal between you and your wife. For so. a limited time, subscribers get not one, but two free gifts. The Shed Travel Bag, which is worth like 39 bucks, and the Patton High Performance Anti-Chafing Manscaped Boxer Briefs. You can get all of this for 20% off and free shipping with the promo code NERDS at manscaped.com. Get 20% off and free shipping with the promo code NERDS at manscaped.com. That's 20% off free shipping at manscaped.com using that promo code nerds. Do yourself a favor. Do your significant other a favor. Clean your dirty self up. Okay. <laughs> you want to know what you want to know how you get an ACL injury carrying around that extra weight. Yep. Trim it down. You can't inside that bush. You can't make a cut with that big bush. Don't no, no, <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> Sometimes you cut too hard. You bleed. Yep. Absolutely. So manscaped.com yep. prevents that. Anyone's got a light too, in case electricity goes off. <laughs> 
Oh no, the electricity's off. What are we going to do? Oh, I know what we can do. But before we do. (laughs) 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 What's that noise? It's me working you up. (laughs) So now that I'm worked out, (laughs) let's get back to Dynasty Fantasy Football, shall we? I love Manscaped. They're my favorite. They are my favorite too. 20% off nerds. Speaking of one of my favorites, Here's a word from another one of my favorites, BudsButter.com. Oh, I love Bud's Butter. Here's Tanner Buds to tell you about their fantastic product. Hey, guys, this is Tanner Buds from Bud's Butter. I'll try to keep this short and sweet for you guys so you can get back to your football talk, um, but we are running another giveaway on our website at BudsButter.com. First off, our family wants to thank everyone for all the support you've given us over the last couple of months. It's been awesome to meet some of you guys and talk about any CBD or hemp questions you might have. Our phone number is on our website at budsbutter.com. So if you have any questions about dosing or what CBD can help you with, um, don't be afraid to reach out. We recently were able to do a price reduction of all of our products by 25%. So that is permanent. That's to stick. Um, We were able to do this because we have a family farm, so we don't need to buy our CBD extract from an outside source. And we're able to pass those savings right on to you guys. Um, So we're going to keep the same 20% off and free shipping on orders over $20 with code NERD for you guys. And that ties directly in with our giveaway. So we decided to do another giveaway. The last one was a $25 gift card. This will be a $50 gift card to a business of your choosing. This could be a small local restaurant or a big franchise. It really doesn't matter to us. I know the last guy got his gift card to a local brewery in his area. Or maybe you want to get a new Eagles or Browns jersey or a jersey to your favorite team. I know a $50 Fanatics gift card or to a pro shop or something that pays for like half your jersey right there. So you can get creative if you win. doesn't really matter to us. We'll reach out to the person and have them set the gift card off to the side for you. Um, to enter, you just got to enter code NERD, N-E-R-D, at our checkout at budsbutter.com. It's got to be an order over $20. You can enter as many times as you want to increase your chances of winning. We will be announcing the winner in a month. We'll either be reaching out or we'll have Rich, Rich announce it on our ad. If you haven't tried out the new Dynasty Nerds Dynasty GM tool, I highly suggest checking that out. It's an amazing tool. It's replaced all of my... Fantasy Pros, my Dynasty Calculator subscriptions, um, they're constantly updating it. It's just been really beneficial for me. So I highly suggest checking that out if you guys haven't yet. If you're kind of on the edge about it, I know that they have a three-day free trial for it right now. So, yeah, check that out. Thanks again, everyone, and good luck on the giveaway. Thanks, Tanner. Check that out. Bud's Butter with B-U-D-Z, butter.com. Use that promo code NERD and get 20% off your order. I love it. You'll love it, too. So, guys, right now, let's play a little game. Garrett? Woo! Game time. All right. We're going to do another game this week. We're going to call LPR for short. This is likely, probable, or ridiculous. All right? Likely, probable, or ridiculous. I'm going to read. What about nutritionist? That is a great career. Yes. In the in the, the battlefield. Okay. And, uh, and we'll have to add that for next week. Nutritionist. Because yeah. it is a battle. It is a battle out there. It's a it's war. A war. <laughs> a war of nutrition. Uh, all right. So I'm going to read a sentence. You guys tell me if this is likely it's possible or it's ridiculous. I have no right. idea what's coming. All right. Likely possible. I think I said probable before. I meant possible. Likely possible or ridiculous. All right. Pussyfooting around. Leonard Fournette is the top running back in Tampa after his week two outburst. Is that likely? Is that possible? Or is that ridiculous? I think, I think, that's, I think it's likely. Um, you know, the, the coach has been coming out and saying things all offseason, how Ronald Jones is his guy. But then he went out and signed Leonard Fournette the first chance he got. I just don't think Leonard Fournette was ready week one to to take on a full row. Um, but now that he's been there a couple weeks and now that he's actually shown himself on the field to be halfway decent, I think he'll take that role. If this was on Facebook, I would like it. Likely. 100%. This is easy. You had, we said the dynasty fantasy football is like the stock market, right? Buy low, sell high. Where are those windows? You had a window yep. for Ronald Jones. It was it was there. Yep. He was going in to play Carolina. That defense is terrible. Against the run, even more terrible. Warren Nutrition, he could fight it for you mm-hmm. for one game. That was week one. You had that window. It's gone. This is easily Ronald Jones uh, and the back burner here. I mean, he's almost cuttable at this point in redraft because... He just he doesn't look good run the ball. He looks like the Ronald Jones we've been talking about for a couple of years. Turd Berg, okay? Sure, he's a super guy. That's fine. But when it comes to fantasy football points, he doesn't get them. 
They it, don't accumulate. It was interesting because after the game, Bruce Arians he he went right back to it. Matt oh, went yeah. right back to it, and he said, "You know, we're gonna we're gonna keep things the way they were. You know, uh, we just you know Leonard Fournette looked fresh for the fourth quarter, so we liked it, but we're gonna keep things the way they were. But I mean, you even have Tom Brady out here tweeting about it. Did you see the the love he was giving Leonard Fournette? I mean, it's because he knows he knows that he Ronald knows. Jones isn't gonna done. They, they're they're not playing good when Ronald Jones is on the field and. But they got the same amount of carries, I think, in week two versus um, Carolina. And I think Ronald Jones averaged like one point yard, something like that. And, then, and he had that fumble. And that's what really changed the tide there, I think, was that fumble. I think Leonard Fernandez very likely to be the guy going forward and be a running back, too. Yep. All right. Likely. All right. Number two, Drew Brees is washed and about to hit the Peyton Manning cliff. Is that likely? Is it possible? Or is it ridiculous? Big Drew Brees fan, one of my favorite quarterbacks of all time. That is very likely. Not only is he at the cliff, he's over the cliff, and he's actually hanging onto the cliff with his pinky. And we all know about pinkies, so they're not very strong. Chop Malcolm Brown. He's, and if he's riding a lot, he's dead because the pinky's gone. Because the pinky's gone. <laughs> so Chopped it off. It, it's not looking good at all. I mean, if you're in a super flex league and you can get uh, a sandwich for Drew Brees right now with and sell the point that Michael Thomas is coming back, then do it. It's just he, he can't push the ball but downfield. And it's, that was the one thing I, I I I wanted to let Rich go first because I didn't actually watch the game last night. I, I ended up going to sleep pretty early, and I've heard all this stuff, but I haven't seen it with my own eyes, so I didn't want yeah. to make a comment until I saw it. Yeah, just cannot push the ball downfield. And then when he does, like it just we line. It's like it looks like he's giving it all he's got to make the throw, and it looks like he's just trying so hard. And it's still not getting where it needs to be. And there so was a lot is, of times you would it, see him like double clutching too, like trying to like get get everything behind it. So I mean, he was a guy that when he came into the league, I think there were arm arm um, strength mm-hmm. issues, and then he kind of really built up his body and and changed his workout routine. And I don't think that was an issue through the middle portion of his career at all. But obviously, the guy. I mean, he's forty two. 41? 41? I think he's two years behind Brady okay. age-wise. Okay, 41, 42. I think either way. Yeah, either way. He's he's older than me. Yeah. And I, <laughs> so, I mean, it's 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 he might just be to that point in his career where physically he's he's just in a decline. So I, until I see it, I don't want to make a comment. But if he's if he's looking like Philip Rivers out there and he can't push it downfield, um, you know, it's it's he'll probably have a few good games here and there when the weather gets cold. Um, we'll see how it really goes. Tom Brady's an outlier. Not everybody can play the 42 and still look good. And Drew Brees looks to be that kind of guy. I, I think this is, I think he's going to realize, I think this is it. I think this is the last year for Drew Brees. Speaking of stuff before the next one, can we go back to Leonard Fournette real quick? Sure. Would you guys be willing to, would you buy Leonard Fournette for a 21 second? Oh, 21, yeah. 21 second? Yeah. Yeah. I don't think it would get it done, though. You don't think it would get done at this point? No. Because I feel like a week ago, you could have got Fournette for 21 second. I tried. So here's here's a good example. I tried with uh, our own Jared Wackerly. We're in a league together. He put Leonard Fournette on the block. I offered up. It was a team that's an absolute contender. Really, really good team. Uh, I offered him a second and Michael Pittman Jr., and he turned it down. Oh, so I think I think most of the people that have Leonard Fournette are probably sticking to their guns because so they think they first. have something. You're so gonna, if you offer Michael Pittman Jr. and a second, and he said no. He said no. So I mean that's like a back end of the. First, and this was this was right before the season started, or or like a high a high second round draft pick, and, and you know mine would have been it would have been mine, so it probably would have been low because I was a legit. I'm contender. talking I'm talking the value of Michael Pittman. Jr. Right, right, right. Gotcha. Uh, so he you know back in first round, uh, high end of second round, and then likely an end of the second round draft pick. So. Right. You and I are in a league together. Um, it's it's that league, and I have Leonard Fournette. Oh, that's it's not that league. It's and, a different uh, league. <laughs> it's that league. No, it's, you, not. it's the Nerds Invitational. League. You only offered me uh, a second. That was it. I didn't. I didn't make you an offer for Fournette. You did make me an offer for Fournette. The day. The day. Oh that yeah, I probably did. Yeah, you did. <laughs> uh, but that was like as soon as he got cut. This is classic. You know, you're in too many leagues when <laughs> yeah, you it are, really is. If you'd offer me Michael Pittman in a second, I would take that. Super fast. So that was the day he got cut. That was before he got picked up by Tampa Bay. That's fair. You're right. It was that same day. And I was like, get, the, get, that, get out of here. <laughs> Next question, please. Um, so no, oh, we didn't answer the question. So do you think it would take a first to get? Absolutely. Leonard Leonard? So all these running back injuries, Leonard Fournette looks like he's a guy. Are you paying a, a 21 first for Leonard Fournette? If you need to fill a hole because of a Barkley or a CMC injury, I don't have a problem with that. 
as a contender, absolutely no hesitation. Not as a rebuild or middle of the road, right. but oh, as a contender, well, yeah, it's got to be a absolutely, first. yeah, no yeah. hesitation. We're here to win championships. We're not here to win trades. Yep. Okay, I just want to. I want to see if you guys are on the same page. Yep. Yep. Garrett. All next right. Question. Let's go back at it. Calvin Ridley has surpassed Julio as the fantasy wide receiver one in Atlanta. Is that likely, possible, or ridiculous? Huh. I mean, this is a high first round draft pick. Are you talking redraft or are you talking dynasty? Uh, I, I, either one, either one. You pick. All the above. <laughs> <laughs> you make me clarify. <laughs> I just wanted to be on the same page. But I want to like we're talking like just like oh on a weekly basis you got to score him because that's I mean I think Julio's still talented enough to um outproduce him but I think Calvin Ridley is it, when he came into the league was a very good route runner. Right, mm-hmm. and it's and he's he's coming into his third year, and he's showing that he's really put together. Last year he had a really good solid year, and this was supposed to be a breakout year. He's entering the third year, the common breakout year. We all again the third year for receivers, tight end. It's not just tight ends. It's it, besides running back. It's a third year for receivers and tight ends. It's just we say tight ends more because you get a little bit more production out of the receiver. Right. But Calvin Ridley's done it in the perfect progression, right? Didn't do much at all as a rookie. You have prime Julio. Year two, really started to step it up. Solid wide receiver uh, two. Right now in this offense, in Dirk Cotter offense, that loves to throw the football more than anybody else in the world, more than Brett Favre, more than Tom Brady, more than Peyton Manning. He loves to throw the football. So, yeah, I think this is I think this is a clear step forward for Calvin ahead of Julio. Like, for me in Dynasty, I'm paying two firsts for Calvin Ridley easily, and I might throw like a player that I don't overly love on top of it. Maybe somebody who's injury prone, like a guy like Paris Campbell who showed showed some upside. I mean, this is like Chris Godwin Jr., right? Like last year, massive step forward, top tier dynasty player. To get these, we just said earlier, these running backs, they're a dime a dozen. You get a guy like uh Calvin Ridley in Dirk Cotter's offense, who's super young, first round value. They're good. They, they've shown they're willing to pay their receivers long-term Calvin Ridley. Julia Jones is almost done here. They're going to pay Calvin Ridley. They're for sure. Certainly going to pick up his fifth year option. Worst case. So he's got a more, couple more years there. These guys are hard to come by young wide receiver. Ones are dynasty gold that will all maybe these running backs have taken a big step forward in dynasty rankings overall, but these young wide receivers are dynasty gold. Terry McLaurin's in a different tier, but he's going up there. These guys are just guys that you could trust to be wide receiver ones week in, week out. They're too hard to come by. You can't trust any running back right now besides maybe Zeke to be a running back one week in, week out. Well, and Jarek McKinnon, of course, you know, <laughs> um, and I think more importantly is, especially at the wide receiver position, you can count on them once they're established as a wide receiver one to be a wide receiver one year in and year out. So, I mean, they're longer term. They're, they're there for the long term. Let so. me give the counterpoint. Let me give the counterpoint to this because I'm not as high on Calvin Ridley as other people are. We haven't necessarily seen him be the guy there. Julio's, he's always kind of been in Julio's shadow. So when Julio's not there, is he still going to be able to do these things against with the coverage shifting to him, the old, him on the top corners? The old Juju Smith-Schuster right. argument. And on top of that, are we confident that this offense will still be here? Because Dan Quinn was really, really close to getting fired last year. Mm-hmm. And they're 0-2 right now. And it was an embarrassing loss that they took this week. So if it's a new coordinator, new system, and... You know, Julio isn't there to I'm not I'm not trying to say Calvin really is a bad player, fantastic route runner, good hands, but I don't know that I'm ready to quite put him in the the Godwins, the right. Tyreek Hills, the those those whoa, young whoa, studs. Hill, come on. Okay. Look at look at the guy's stats side by side. Week one, they both got twelve targets. Julio Jones outgained him 157 yards to 130 yards. But you know, obviously Calvin Ridley is getting all the touchdowns right now. And is that an effect that Julio's having? Is Julio drawing all that coverage near the red zone? Cause they know that he's six foot three, 220 pounds. So that therefore, you know, Calvin Ridley is, is left wide open and that's why he's getting these right now. Matt, I, I don't know where you've been for the last 10 years, but Julio never scores touchdowns. I know that, <laughs> but it's, but it's, but it seems like, like, like to Garrett's point, once Julio's gone and he's drawing all the coverage down there, what do you mean? You're shaking your head. I, 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 is, I, don't, is, I don't think I'm it's asking. A I'm, I'm asking a question. I'm telling you now. Is, I'm telling is you Calvin Ridley still no. going to be able to score two touchdowns oh. a game oh. at this kind of clip? <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. 
Thank you for answering my question prematurely. Dude, sometimes this it's so, Jeopardy. You so more or less, quicker. you're saying he's like a top eight wide receiver right now. I think he's top 12, okay. which is enough. It's a wide receiver one. Here's the thing. From what I've seen so far, okay, and this, again, I said this before, man. I think we were talking about players like, oh, that you don't overly love, like Calvin Ridley was on my list of guys like I didn't overly love. Mm -hmm. What I've seen for the first couple of weeks is a really, really good route runner who looks is who's out there running crisp routes, catching everything thrown to him, and then when he gets the ball, he's making plays, okay? That's what I see. And it's and what it is, it's, it's continuation of what he did last year. It's, it's that progression. That's why I love to see how these young wide receivers – that these are the riders, these are the this is what I've seen over my history of playing dynasty fantasy football, fantasy football, right? I I've I've been lucky enough to been playing for over twenty you know twenty years, so I, I just have that I, I people will say all the time like, well, what do you do? I'm like, I just go off history of what I've seen and right. what's what's most common to happen. It's just odds, right? Like I'm playing odds. Like right. okay, I've seen this. This is the way it happens. We we talk about it all the time when we're just got kind of players. Like we've seen this a hundred times. This is what's going to happen because it happens all the time. I've seen this happen with players like Calvin Ridley. They had that first round draft capital that are taken in a good spot and they have this kind of progression into the years. They always turn into very, very good fantasy options for years to come. And if you're giving me Calvin Ridley, you're right, Matt. Maybe the touchdowns aren't always there, but when they are there, now we're talking top three. We're talking Chris Godwin, right? I mean, top he is three the fantasy he's, football. He's receiver. the number one guy, right? He's now. the number one guy, right? Calvin Ridley is. Yep. So when you get. It's like any player we talk about the touchdowns make or break anybody, right? If he does get those touchdowns, then with how bad that defense is, that's not going to be better anytime soon. Now, how much these big leads they get it give up is the players. Like if he does get those touchdowns, he's a top three fantasy football wide receiver. If he doesn't get those touchdowns, he's wide receiver eight, nine, ten. Still, continually that wide receiver one. We we CD Lamb's got into this mix soon for, for sure. sure. For I sure. think he's he, totally. I love what I've seen out of him. I love yeah. of his college tape. I think we'll see the same trend, you know, progression with him as well. You know, year one looks really good. Year two looks great. Mari Lee getting ready to leave in year three, and he's full blown DeAndre Hopkins. That's why I see for CD Lamb. I, I I'm not saying Calvin Ridley is DeAndre Hopkins. Now I would love off the top of my head to think of somebody I do want to compare him to, but he's that wide receiver one that kind of falls in that category like nobody loves him nobody's gonna make him like michael thomas wide receiver one overall and he probably won't even, even chris godwin last year when chris godwin was fantastic he wasn't wide receiver one overall it's still michael thomas tyree kill Devontae adams but i think he's at dj moore calvin you know he's in that dj moore category and you can argue dj moore is definitely significantly more expensive right now if you had to today than a Calvin Ridley. That might change after week two and where he is today, but that's where I view Calvin Ridley right now. A consistent wide receiver one, even if it's slow in, that you can rely on week in, week out. To me, that is extremely valuable for if sure. you have one of those guys in your lineup for seven years that you don't have to worry about. No, so I that's where the price tag comes in for me. And again, I don't love Calvin Ridley, but I love what he's doing, and I love where I see his, his futures going. And I'm... My crystal balls are telling me that's where he's going to stay, right? He's when these Devonte Adams, Michael Thomas fall off, we're going to be looking at Ceedee Lamb, DJ Moore, Terry McLaurin, Calvin Ridley. All right. Next question: With all of the injuries, the Cleveland Football Browns could have two fantasy RB ones. Likely, possible, or ridiculous. I don't think it's completely ridiculous. I mean, if you look at the way they've been using them, um, it seems like uh, they're getting both guys involved early and and often. And it seems like they're 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 almost they're mixing production. They're, you know, it's like one guy gets a passing touchdown, the other one gets a I mean a, a, a receiving touchdown, the other one guy gets a rushing touchdown near the goal line. So as long as they're staying, I guess. They, their offense is able to sustain a, a relevant uh, flow, right. I guess. Um, I think both guys could could maintain, especially with all the the, uh, the running back injuries going on. I think it's likely. I think it's just in the same category of like the Melvin Gordon, uh, Austin Eckler situation. When that duo was going on, they were both running back ones. I think it's very likely. I think Kevin Stefanski is a smart enough guy. He'll be able to see it. The formula they did on Thursday is the formula for winning. Play action, roll Baker out use the two running backs definitely deep in the game. If it's me, I said this before, um, if I'm the Cleveland Browns, I get any kind of lead going all into the second half, I'm running hurry-up offense, 
nonstop with both those running backs on the field. I'm having Odell, Jarvis, my tight end, and I'm running both running backs on the field at all times, and I'm just running hurry up so the defense can't get out the field unless they're calling their timeouts, and I'm pounding it. And you know which way it's coming. It's either coming Kareem or it's coming Nick Chubb. But either way, it's coming, and it's coming fast, and it's coming hard, and it's kind of, well, you know where that's going. Um, <laughs> so for me, it's just, I think I think it's likely. I think it's going back to that Ernest Biner, Kevin Matte for the Browns where you have 2,000-yard uh, rushers on the team. I mean, Give me a sandwich and a cigarette. That's all. <laughs> cream Hunt. I mean, Cream Hunt looks like the Cream Hunt we we loved in Kansas City, right? Yep. He looks fantastic. He I really mean, does. Yep. He's averaging more more yards than Nick Chubb. Yep. So to me, I think it's very with how the season's going, and the the fact they could spell each other as well, they could both stay healthy. I'm looking at both of them and running Kareem, back once. And Cream Hunt's nine uh, uh, nine right now, and, and Chubb is thirteen. So they're they're right, they're right there. there. Yep. I think because of the PBR value, Nick Chubb could end up trailing Cream Hunt. It's Come possible. Come touchdowns, but we have to see. We have we have to see. Right now, they both look fantastic. Both guys you want to own. They're both must starts week in and week out. And I think that's what was kind of lost on some people is yes, the the game flow in the situation was really really bad versus Baltimore, but they both actually posted really good numbers. Like Nick Chubb was still averaging six yards a carry mm-hmm. against Baltimore. It's not like he didn't play well. It was just they got they got blitzed so quickly yeah. that it was just it was a bad situation. And they fell so far behind it to get away from the run. So right. it's. Look for this as like all teams come together here and starting to gel. The, the the new offensive linemen they have to come together as well. I think that run game, if if it works out the way I hope it works out, that's the bread and butter of the Cleveland Browns this year. And using that play, it's where Baker's strong suit is. The play action rolling out. That's where he's most accurate. And Conklin didn't even play, did he? No, no. Chris he, Hubbard looked fantastic. Yep. yep. So I mean, their 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 prize of free agency didn't even get to play. All right. Uh, I have a feeling I understand. I'm going to know before I even, uh, before I even read it, which way this is going to go, but currently wide receiver four in fantasy football, Stefan Diggs is once again, a absolutely legit wide receiver one candidate before we go on That's well, ridiculous. <laughs> before we go on. I, after watching the game last week, I said, I was like, I'm going to start the show. This is how I'm going to open the show. I'm going to look Matt. Dead in his eye sockets. I look at, <laughs> I'm going to look him right in his eye sockets. The windows to my soul. The windows of his soul. <laughs> and ask it. Because listen, it's nothing's worse than somebody that just sticks to their guns when they're wrong, right? Right. Can Matt finally see? Because <laughs> Gary, we've already seen it. We've been on it. Hold on. Yeah. Are you finally willing to admit Stefan Diggs is a hell of a wide receiver in the NFL? Here's the deal. I never thought he was <laughs> a bad wide receiver. He was backtracking son of a bee. Just wait till he gets a little he, he's Nick. He's an NFL DB. You see that back pedal? Wait till back he pedal, a pedal, little pedal, Nick pedal. in a boo-boo and Stefan Diggs. He'll fall off the map for about four weeks. He's going to drop from the fourth wide receiver down to like the 13th or 14th or 15th. That's where he's going to end the season. It's fine. He looks great right now. Stop. Here's the thing. <laughs> the same thing I said stop, before. Stop. Stefan Diggs. Buffalo, he gets cold. <laughs> just wait cold. just wait till he gets hit once in that cold Stefan Diggs he's is been in Minnesota premier. <laughs> they got a dome that's true they do a dome <laughs> Stefan Diggs is a premier route runner with good hands and now he's away from that turd for Kirk Cousins I've been saying for ever Kirk Cousins no thank you for you Josh Allen well you know I I Josh Allen He's coming along. He's coming along quite nicely. Yeah. Uh, We're going to talk about him in the next episode. Well, you need to hold your panties over there because I'm not done talking about (laughs) Stefan Diggs. Stefan Diggs. And no, not no. My my favorite report that came out of there was a Buffalo this past week is because they were peppering Stefan Diggs early in offense. He went to the head coach and said, Hey, we we need to get John Brown and Beasley involved too. Like they're, they're getting open too. We need to get them the ball too. Like he, they were, he was pushing for them to get involved as well. All reports are he loves it in Buffalo. Right now, playing playing with Josh Allen as well. Matt Stefan Diggs is to me. Um, I think this is you know he was already a top like you know people had him as a wide receiver too essentially low end like twenty three twenty four. I think he's taking a big step to a low end wide receiver one, which is it's still with his he he's he's good enough with his route running hands that that might be 
Not as fair. Definitely from a dynasty aspect. So what did I just say? He's going to fall to like 13 or 14. We're not like this big difference. We're not way off of it's each It's just other. like the Joe Mixon last year when he had him at RB11 and I had him at RB13. He had him at 13 well, and I had him at Either right or you're wrong. And you were wrong. You guys like him more than me. I think that's well documented. It's not like <laughs> I hate the guy. I just don't think he's able to play through Knicks and boo-boos and be there for you all the time when you need him. And I think if you look back on his track record, you're going to see some weeks where he played and he was nicked up and he got you five points okay, that's Matt, all i'm saying Matt, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna do some quick hits for you right all quick. right quick hits okay kenny galladay or stefan Diggs? is this this is supposed to be fast right this is quick you're stumping me because i don't love either one of these players get, get, no, just, i want i want you pick one quick garrett i want you to chime in saying right or wrong and i'll chime in and say right wrong okay no rebuttal that's it okay you agree you say so you're wrong you 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 say he's wrong if he's right, you say he's right. Okay. Matt, go. Kenny Galladay or Kenny Spine? Galladay. Right. Oh, wrong. Cooper Cup. Cooper. Wrong. Wrong. Julio Jones. Julio. Wrong. Wrong. For Dynasty. This is Dynasty. Okay. Amari Cooper. Amari Cooper. I'll say right. Just right. <laughs> Mike Evans. Mike Evans. Right. Right. Yeah. AJ Brown. AJ Brown. Right. Wrong. Allen Robinson. Ooh. Stefan Diggs. Oh, I did not see that coming. Uh, I don't like Allen Robinson either, <laughs> as you can tell. I'm going to say I'm gonna say wrong. I like Allen Robinson more. I'm going to say right. Keen Allen. Big new $20 million year man. Um, Changing the guard. Um, Diggs. Yeah. Right. Stefan Diggs, right. Tyler Lockett. I think I'd rather block it. Wrong. Wrong. TJ Shark. Shark, 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 Wrong. That's it. All right. That's it. I think. So oh, I no, got- no, here, here, one more. Robert Woods. God, now that's no, close. Robert Woods, I think, is just a more consistent player, so I'll go with him. It's probably right. Right. Yeah. But you, 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 admit, you missed the big one. Mike Williams. Mike don't Williams. Even, don't even bother. <laughs> don't even bother. <laughs> <laughs> I don't need I don't need crystal balls to pick that one out, Garrett. Give me a break. All right, the last one. I think we already covered it, but just for clarity's sake, Ceh and Jonathan Taylor are more desirable to have on your dynasty teams than Saquon Barkley. Is that likely? Is that possible? Or is that ridiculous? Everybody loves a new shiny toy. Yep. Oh, what do I say? It's, and he said, "I do too." It's likely on one and ridiculous on the other. How about that? It's you guys have them so far apart for some reason. I, I don't I've never I don't, understood that. I no. don't have them so far apart, though. It's just I think the fact that you just put John and Taylor ahead of him. It's just it's like so 25 carries 125 yards touchdown heavily involved in the passing game. What more do you want? It's one week so far. It's same as CH. I know, <laughs> <laughs> but I like CH more. No, no, I listen. I like I like Jonathan Taylor a lot. It, Saquon Barkley is 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 a product of a bad offensive line, a bad team. Good thing is, it's not a surprise good that he's going to sell this whole year for, for himself. <laughs> he's going to get hurt eventually, anyways. But we, I think, the problem here is in Dynasty, and I know we started the show with this as well. We're going to end the show that, saying, "Oh yeah, let's flip them for the for these guys." I think, and it, I still think I'd rather have Saquon Barkley. It's it's close. It's it's not something that's super easy and just like, oh, yeah, I don't even have to think about it. Like, it's tough. This is a guy that we have loved for years. We know the raw talent and ability, but right off the bat, you're getting an extra year. You're getting two years. Well, I mean, you're getting well, this year yeah. that he's not healthy and they are. But on top of that, you're also getting two years as far as their class goes. Right. As their age. As their age. How long yeah. In the NFL. Yep. So I think those those things on top of each other, and I think they're both in perfect situations for their skill set, which Barkley's a perfect fit anywhere because he's just a freak of nature. You know, so as far as a raw player, yeah, I'm taking Barkley, but all of the other things with it, I'm going to go with those two guys. So here's a question for you then, Garrett. Would you rather have Zeke or Jonathan Taylor? Zeke. Okay. And you have Saquon ahead of Zeke in your dice no. rankings? No. Never has been? Or just no, recently. He, just recently. Okay, so this injury, so the injury for you then is pushed Zeke. You miss an entire year 
Has pushed Saquon to you back to the, like RB six? I think seven. it is for me. I think I think I have him at six. I think that's right. I should, probably should move him until further notice as well. Um, I moved him down to like six overall, and I was like, this isn't far enough. But I'm gonna, I'm not gonna. I want to make sure like we did a podcast, and I'm yeah. not jumping to conclusions and just bumping him down. Yeah, he's still a top ten guy for me, but he's he's below a couple of those elite elite receivers like Devontae Adams and Nuke, and he's below. You know, he's right in the same range as like Kamara. I have them very similar now. Best ability is availability. Mm-hmm. You're right. And he's just not been available. I think I think the start of the show when you said Jonathan Taylor, me and Matt were both like, nah. But this point, how many points per game is jo- Saquon Barkley really going to average per game over Jonathan Taylor? When are you even help? Say Saquon's here to now on this team with the offensive. And granted, everything changes every year. Free sure. agency, draft. But how many more points is Saquon really going to average per game over a guy like Jonathan Taylor? Probably not much, honestly. And if I could take the guy uh, playing in a dome behind a fantastic offensive line, a line that most of those guys, they're not going to let go anywhere. Mm-hmm. Definitely want bring in their rookie quarterback um, or trade for Sam Darnold when the Jets <laughs> get Trevor Lawrence. Uh, I think I might go back towards your uh, original take, Garrett. And I think I would trade. Because if, if I'm a contender, if I'm not a contender, I'm going to sit on Zeke or uh, Saquon. Saquon. I think if I'm a contender, Matt, I think I would trade Saquon up for Jonathan Taylor and just go for that upside. Was that, the, pro- was that the premise of the question, that if yeah. you were a contender? I mean, for, for Dynasty. So you can go either side of that if you're a contender or not a contender. Okay. Just, well, just if overall I, if general. If I'm not a contender, I'm definitely not doing it because I'm holding on to Saquon because I don't want the draft pick. Like, I want to stay on the higher draft. This is like a blessing right. in disguise. It's like, oh, if I'm if I'm not a contender, my only asset probably is round Saquon. I'm like, oh, this is great. I, I thought like I thought when that was originally asked, it was kind of in a vacuum, and, and I, that's why I said no. If I'm a contender, then yeah, obviously you're not going to get anything out of Saquon this year. Um, that changes the ballpark. Or the so yeah, it's, I mean it's up to you, but but yeah, it, if, it could be either way. If I'm a contender, then I'll take either one of those guys. But if not, I I will probably you're keep Saquon. Yep. All right. Okay. And fair. It's just it it's might close. be one of those things you absolutely you it's, rue the day. But I think right now we're here to win, not that what looks good on paper and Saquon right now is I honestly only looked good on paper for about a year and a half. Uh, you can do a lot worse than yeah. Jonathan Taylor for sure. I mean, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like you, you could make a, that, a bad trade. Move, yeah. That's a move. You're going to make a young, really good quality upside running back who most likely when healthy is going to be a running back one for the next four to five years. Yep. And that's, that's all you can ask for of any running back. So I think Garrett, you're right. I think Clyde Edwards, a I think Saquon, um, maybe a more savvy move might be trying to get like JK Dobbins and something, you know, like a 21 first, uh, something along those lines. If you can do that mm-hmm. kind of move, like an upside young running back. But again, if you're winning now, you're not looking for that. You're looking for instant Jonathan production. Taylor. Yep. And to be fair, Jonathan Taylor's arrow is just constantly pointing up at this point, And it's only going to get more expensive. Even now I can see tons of owners saying absolutely not on Jonathan Taylor. Uh, and if, as if, if that's where we're at week two, it's only gonna get more expensive. We're like, okay, I'll get, I'll take Saquon, but you gotta give me something else on top, right? And then, then it just starts getting silly. Yep. All right. Well, that's an hour six. So let's get into uh, the nerd herd episode because we have so much more to talk about. Sounds good. And we'll do, do uh, five minutes on analytics too, right? Analytics. Yes. Do the analytics. math. Analytics. Listen, it's not a war of attrition. It's a war of nutrition. Mm. Eat your vegetables. <laughs> uh, I wish that original clip was still here. You gotta get me a carrot. <laughs> Adios.